Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to another episode of Talking Sports with Kevin. Last to discuss today as the Packers are getting ready to take on the Los Angeles Rams at Lambeau Field, the first game this year where the Packers will allow actual fans in attendance, not employees of uh, families of employees of the team or first responders. They'll be there too, but paying fans for the first time this year against the Rams. Uh, going to be talking about that game as well as the new coaching opening. Does that change my uh, power rankings for stop available job or not? Uh, Eagles job is open and Doug Peterson gets let go. Gets uh, some, get my thoughts on that a little bit. And Aaron Rodgers is set to be a guest host of Jeopardy coming up at some point. So the question I'm going to ask my, my guests, which I'll introduce in a second, is if you could host any game show, what game show would you host? And along with that, uh, time to introduce, uh, kind of getting the old band back together for uh, for an evening uh, to record this. Uh, bringing in, uh, you know, Troy Roberts. Uh, we used to record a podcast, a daily show back a few, a few years back, and uh, it's great to talk sports with you again, sir. Come on, Evan. A show. We created a network. True. We had the you Red Light correct. Sports Network. For yes, three years correct. we had that. <laughs> and I'm going to that tell you correct. this, Evan, do you remember when we started this thing? Podcasting was just kind of under the radar. Yeah. You and I are guys that like to talk on the radio. We know what we're talking about. And I remember I sent out a resume and my response was, you're just a podcaster. Just a podcaster. Eight years ago, I'm just a podcaster. Now, in today's world, if you're a podcaster, you're making millions of dollars. Where are my millions of dollars? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that one. You know, where are millions of we, dollars? So. We, we actually, what was it? It was three years I was yeah. on Blog Talk the other day, and I looked up. We had over 500, 500 episodes of recordings. We yeah. recorded every day. Yeah. Definitely. We definitely did and had some great guests and a lot of fun doing it. So, And uh, I know it kind of branched off with some of the, the stuff you do. So to those that uh, have been listening, uh, who used to listen to the Red Light Sports Rambo and Network uh Back in the day, uh, just let people know what you've been up to with, uh, you know, all the, you know, it seems like you have quite a few uh, uh, stations you contribute to now. Yeah, I just, I mean, we just kind of, with work and everything, like like I just said, and so now I'll get serious. <laughs> we have to pay bills, right? So we got the full-time yeah. jobs. But I have, I do, I have a number of stations I do that are LPA, LPFM stations, low power frequency. So we do that. The Grueling Truth is a big one. It's I just enjoy doing it. We enjoyed doing it when we were together doing our show. Yep. I just I still like that though when people say you're just a podcaster because eight years ago I I just want to like throw it back at them like yeah I'm a podcaster now look at everybody's a podcaster but. No, it's great hooking up with you again, Evan. We're going to have a good time. Whatever you want to do, throw it at me. I'll just – I'm like a puppy on a leash today. You, <laughs> yeah, you, lead well, the, <laughs> you lead the show, and I'll answer your questions. 
Well, I know when we were ho- doing the Red Light Sports Network and the Red Light Sports Ramble, you were not um, based in Wisconsin, but now you are uh, once again, uh, you know, with the Packers now back-to-back 13-3 and three seasons. You know, I- I'm guessing it's probably a- quite a bit of excitement up there, especially with uh, fans being able to uh, attend the game this week. Well, you know, you know how fans are. Yeah, they're, that's, that's they're like, so can I get off? I'm going to get off topic about the Packer fans because you know I lived in Pennsylvania for a long time. Started 11 and 0 this year. Can you imagine what tweets I was getting or uh, text messages I was getting because I was back here in Wisconsin. I was getting texts. Steelers are great. We'll see you in the we'll see you in the Super Bowl. Steelers are awesome. They're going to take down the Chiefs. So on Sunday night, Evan. I sent eight text messages to eight people I know, just random people, and I got two responses back, and I wonder why. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm yeah, going to What time do the Steelers play the Chiefs this weekend? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, not happening. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely an interesting super wild card weekend. The Ravens got their revenge. The Browns won the playoff game for the first time. It seems like a couple decades. Um, yeah, and there's just it has me, been. Uh, the, Yeah, I think 22 years, I want to say. The, uh, the Ice Ages. <laughs> yeah. The Saints send the, um, the Bears home, which just breaking now, uh, sounding like Nagy and uh, Brian Pace will be retained, which as Packer fan, I'm excited for that. But Chuck Pagano is yeah, retiring, so they're going to be looking for a defensive coordinator once again. And the uh, the uh, Tom, the Tampa Bay Rockineers advanced to take on the uh, the the uh, can't think of who they're playing. Oh yeah, the Saints. So the Packers. Yeah, I made, So that's go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I made a bold prediction on my show last week, Evan, that the Bears would beat the that the Bears would win. Because I really thought that the Bears, the way that they played against the Packers, I thought they could do it with the ball control. But the Saints flipped the script. The Saints had like 40 minutes of possession. And, oh, my God, every time, every time that I cheer for the Bears, they let me down. So I'm done. I am done. I am never, ever picking the Bears again to win a game. But yeah, I thought well, they could. You know, the first the first mistake you made was cheering for the Bears. Like, you know, I, I – See, I just wanted the Saints knocked out of the playoffs. It's not so much because I don't think the 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 Packers can beat the Saints again. It's that I want the Saints out of the playoffs because I'm not. I don't like the Saints. I'm just going to be honest. I don't like Sean Payton. Drew Brees is starting to annoy me. Michael Thomas can't seem to, you know, keep his mouth shut any at all. And we all remember what happened. What Alvin Kamara did to the Packers last time they played, so I, I was fine with the the Saints being out of the playoffs. But you know they did get the win over the Bears because the Bears offense couldn't uh, put points in the end in the end zone. So what do the Bears do? Which is quite the Bears move. And you know comment I made last year. There's a reason why bad teams stay bad. They're retaining the offensive wizard in Matt Nagy and the GM who took Trubisky over. 
Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. So, you know, there's a reason why bad teams stay bad. Oh, and the defensive coordinator who the Bears defense played really well against the Saints, he's retiring. So he's leaving, but the offense is coming back. So it's going to be very interesting what happens there. But, you know, I mentioned the Rams get the victory over the Seahawks, and now they're going to Lambeau Field. And, you know, get, what are your, I guess, early thoughts on that game uh, coming up with the Rams and the Packers? So it's going to be chilly one, not Arctic chilly or extremely uh, Arctic chilly, but it'll definitely be a cold one. And golf going to be playing, uh, what, three weeks removed from a broken thumb and surgery on it and Donald with a rib issue and Cooper Cup with a knee issue. And, you know, what are your thoughts going into that game? I just like the way the Packers offense has been playing, Evan, and I don't think you'll disagree with me. The last four or five weeks, Rodgers is in a rhythm. The, the, the key to this, though, is the offensive line. And I'll tell you, Lindsley got all pro, right? Yeah. But Elvin, Jen- Elvin Jenkins slid in there for, what, two or three games? Yeah. The one thing the Packers have, and I'm going to go back to our days on the Red Light Sports Network. We always talked about the offensive line. And the thing that they have this year is they have the depth to replace a guy at the offensive line. And the thing is, with Aaron Rodgers, the play action is so good. I don't know what game it was, was that I was watching where they put up the numbers on best quarterbacks with play action, and Rodgers was near the top. And this was when Lindsey was out. Jenkins moved in there, did a great job. The, the key to this game is if the Packers can do anything on offense, the Rams don't have a chance. Packers defense, eh, it is what it is. I'm not real impressed the whole year. They've been better. They've been better. I'll give you that. Alexander being an all-pro, yeah, you know what? Good for him. Sucks for the Packers because now he's going to want $18 million a year. I mean, people don't throw to him. He's good. Goff with the thumb. I'm glad it's going to be cold. I hope it gets colder. I'm looking at my car as I talk to you. It's 33 degrees. I hope next weekend it's like minus 20 off that, so 13 degrees. Because it takes one hit on a helmet for that thumb to get hurt. But honestly, I looked at when he came in last week, Evan, he wasn't that productive last week coming in. No, he was helped by a pick six and helped by a big uh, touchdown run by Akers. The defense is good, but I'm, people, I don't, I don't know. May, I, and I, I want to remove myself as a guy that grew up in Green Bay, lives in Green Bay. But, man, Rodgers should be the MVP. Devontae Adams does not use, need to use his hands to get off the line. Alan Lazard is back. Tunyon at tight end. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. A.J. Dillon, I mean, this offense can score against good defenses. I don't know how much the Rams can score. So I'm not really afraid this weekend, and I probably should be, but I'm not. I am not afraid. I think the Packers advance. That's all I got. Yeah, and you talked about the play action. Remember a few years back when 
you know, McCarthy was the coach, the uh, the play action didn't really work because why? Because nobody believed that the Packers may actually run the football. So with the, with the floor up with Rodgers, you know, this is the first, you know, this is a quarterback friendly offense, and this is the first time we've seen a Hall of Fame quarterback running this offense. Like the closest thing we've seen. Um, to a Hall of Fame quarterback running it was Matt Ryan, and he was MVP in his in his season running this offense. And you look at you know Rodgers and Lafleur, they bet, they base everything off the running game, and basically your plays look the same. The motion, the, the motions, the action of the line, things like that, it all looks the same. So teams don't know if they're running or throwing the ball. And I know back before McCarthy decided he was going to get super stale. They used to fear the play-action game. That's where Jordy got a lot of his big passes from was they would do the play-action and he would do a uh, post route in the middle of the field and be wide open every time. So, But you talked about the offensive line, and that is definitely key. So I remember when the starting five was good, but outside of that you had turnstiles, no depth, and people that really probably shouldn't be an NFL roster. Well, now you have Billy Turner who can play left tackle, right tackle, right guard, probably left guard if he had to. Jenkins can play anywhere. Uh, Rick Wagner can play guard or tackle. And for the first time in NFL history, you're going to have a guy who uh, started wild, super wild card weekend in the playoffs, and now for the divisional round, he's on another team as the Packers signed. That is awesome. Delder here. And here's my question I want to ask you. So you're thinking about they sign him. Is he just there to be a depth piece, basically there, because I know Wagner has battled knee issues all season? Or do they, with this signing, because Lucas Patrick struggles against super athletic D linemen, do they kick Turner back over to right guard and put Elder here over at left tackle? He started the last two weeks. Yeah, and he, he played minutes for the Packers. That is – I'm going to tell he you that. He started the uh, it, divisional round last year in Seattle when uh, Bulaga yeah. was sick. So here's the thing. The way that the NFL with this COVID thing and the practice squad, the, the Packers got a steal now, and all of a sudden you can insert a guy into the lineup that's been a starter in the offense that they have. It's unbelievable because I already liked the offensive line the way it was. I mean, I know there's every once in a while you get pressure here and there. I I was thinking while you were talking, and I don't remember the guy against the Lions. He he went he did a 360 in the end zone. Who was that? Because we kept ripping on the offensive line. Do you remember? Newhouse? Was it Newhouse? Back when we did the, uh, the Red Light Sports Network? Yeah, back when we did our show. Probably Don Barclay like or uh, Marshall Newhouse, one of those two. The I style. think it was Mar- Marshall Newhouse. That was the guy. So that would be one of our depth players. And now we got, I mean, the offensive line, Evan, to me, has done wonders. And Aaron Rodgers just feels so comfortable doing everything. You look at this offense, and I'm going to say this, most comfortable offense in the NFL. The Chiefs have been playing from behind 
for weeks. And they've been they've had to come from behind. And the Packers, my problem with the Packers is they come out of halftime and I don't know if they just feel so confident, but the second half has been an issue. But to start games in first half, the Packers' offense moves so so smooth, and the offensive line with injury after injury, oh, we'll just move Jenkins here, we'll do this, we'll do this. We have so much depth on the offensive line. When we did the show, one of the starting five got hurt, and the Packers were done. Because Marshall Newhouse was in If I can interrupt you for a minute, last year before they signed um, Boldier, one of the guys on the offensive line, like Bulaga, goes out there done. Because you remember in uh, the Charger game, uh, Bulaga leaves the offense sputters. San Francisco, the first time around, as soon as Bulaga went down, the game was over. Now this year, you got Bakhtiari, who's now missed, what, four games this year. And the offensive line hasn't missed a beat. And you have Wagner that's missed a couple games uh, uh, games this year. Lindsay's missed a couple games. The two uh, consistent guys in the lineup have been Turner and uh, Jenkins. And the offensive line hasn't missed a beat. And, you know, you got to tip your hat to uh, tip your hat to Goot for, uh, you know, getting that depth that they have there. And you have guys like uh, Jenkins that can play – any position you think of, and he's going to play at a, a pro, uh, all pro caliber level. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't remember a time, Evan, where this offensive line was this deep. <clears throat> I'm, I'm thinking back to the Holmgren years, and I don't even think it was it was that deep then. No, this because they had they had injury line... issues uh, back then too. The, the year they won the Super Bowl. Um, I think they started three three guys at left tackle that year, and they ended up. Uh, I want to say Bruce Wilkinson, if I'm not mistaken, came uh, came out of retirement and uh, took over that spot. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just one of those things. I look at it now, and again, I, I'll tell your listeners, I'm not being a Packer homer. I, I would imagine most of your listeners are Packer fans, but. I look at what the Packers have done offensively and the way they've done it. You've, you've got a guy in Devontae Adams, okay, and I guess I'll maybe move ahead and answer a question with the Rams. And Ramsey, people are saying, oh, Ramsey will shut down Adams. If you watch Adams play, this guy, where he is today, will be the top paid receiver in the NFL, and I hope the Packers do it. If you remember back when we were doing the show, Devontae Adams was a no-name back then. There was, who was Devontae Adams? But I'm going to tell you this, Evan, and you, you can answer this. Adams' contract expires next year. Yeah. I think they need, I think they need to extend him after this season, make him – the highest or close to paid highest receiver in the NFL granted the salary cap. Otherwise, you're losing him because he's going to have another year like this and you look at the top paid receivers. Can you afford to lose Adams? I'm usually not a big guy on paying a guy $20 million a year, but what Adams and Rodgers have together, you got to do it. Otherwise, he's gone. But this offense is just clicking right now, Evan. 
I see no reason why they can't get by the Rams. I'm thinking the Buccaneers are going to win. That will be a tough battle. I hope it can be a shootout and the Packers can score more points. Nice thing, game is at Lambeau. I know Tom Brady's from New England, but I think the Packers can take care of it. I, I'm, I've never been this confident in a Packers team <laughs> since Reggie White played. Yeah, well, Tom Brady played in New England in most of his career, but he's old, and old people don't like the cold. Look at look at Brett Favre in 2007 when uh, it was that super cold game against the Giants, and he threw an interception in overtime because he didn't want to be on the field anymore. You know, he just looked old in that game, and old people don't do well in the cold. And Tom Brady, hopefully, yeah, the Packers well, if get by the... Check that pass down. Evan, <laughs> if, if you Packers... would have checked that pass down and got a 30-yard gain instead of a touchdown, yeah. another Super Bowl. We're not going to go there. I know we've probably <laughs> yeah. got a time limit on this thing. but No. Oh. And I, I can go all night. Um, I don't have time limit. I can go all night. But uh, uh, Drew Brees the same way. He's used to playing in comfy stadiums. He has, I think he's won two... Uh, one or two outdoor games in his playoff history with the uh, Saints, if I'm not mistaken. Um, other than that, he's lost them all. I think he won one in Philly, and I forget the other location off the top of my head. But the Saints don't play well outdoors. So if the Packers can get by the Rams, this is probably their best shot they've had probably since 2014 to uh, to get to the Super Bowl. And you know, this was my key last week against the Bears. That's my key again this week against the uh, the Rams because the Bears, they had a big old D lineman in that middle that was no pushover and Akeem Hicks. He may not be the, the mega athlete that Aaron Donald is, but he creates problems up the middle. If the Packers can control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball and the addition of uh, snacks really helped against the Bears last week and controlling that line of scrimmage, the Packers are going to win. Rodgers is, is locked in. Um, he's, you know, he hasn't had to move a lot in the pocket this year, but it doesn't mean he can't do it anymore. And, and Patton has started playing to the defensive strength recently, playing more press coverage from time to time, staying away from zone. And if golf is a quarterback, I don't think he runs that well. And now you can play more cover zero man up and really bring the pressure on him. Golf doesn't do well under duress. And if you can get him under duress. Can I interrupt you there, time, Evan? Go ahead. I was talking to I was talking to somebody at work just this morning and we were talking about the same thing. If I am petting and I want to keep my job, the first series the Rams have the ball, I blitz him three times and make him prove that he can throw the ball. Yeah, and then if the uh, if the Rams decide to come up trying to run, you're come, you know you're as long as guys are being disciplined, you're not giving the running game very much room to go. And then a uh, one key injury to look at. I was looking at the Rams injury report with the Packers limited in practice today. Left tackle Andrew uh, Whitworth, if he's uh, banged up. Uh, Preston Smith, the Darius Smith, Rashawn Gary could have a field day. And you you notice the defense started playing much better when Preston Smith finally started actually setting the edge. Rashawn Gary's come on strong, and uh, Savage and Amos have been shutting down the back half of the defense. And, 
you know, challenge the Rams to beat you through the air with a hurt cup and uh, Robert Woods. And if they beat you over the top, then you have to make adjustments. But the Rams don't scare me. The thing that I guess what more scares me is uh, would be more Aaron Donald. And with a rib injury, playing in, uh, what, 20-degree weather, and it's supposed to be uh, get a little more Arctic-y cold by the weekend, that's going to be tough to uh, – that's going to be tough to breathe. I hope the wind chill is minus 10. I really do. I don't think it's supposed to be the point that arctic but I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, here, here's my thing, too, Evan, is Aaron Donald is a beast, but he's got a rib injury. I've had rib injuries before. I was a soccer player. It sucks. Like, even standing and walking, a rib injury hurts. If I'm an offensive lineman, Aaron Donald's going to play. I'm not going hands to the shoulder pads. You were an offensive lineman back in high school. If you knew yeah. the other guy was hurt and his ribs were hurt, where are your hands going? Right I, into the pads of the ribs. Yeah, I was going to say, I might miss the uh, the chest plate of the shoulder pads, and I might go a little bit lower than that on accident a couple times. Yeah, it was no accident, Evan. <laughs> There was no accident. I air quoted that accident. <laughs> yeah, accident. I'll air quote on this side. Accident. The thing is, it's ribs. Anybody that's listening in that's had a rib injury, a bruised rib, it hurts when you walk. And now you're an offensive lineman against a defensive lineman. I'm. And I'll even say this though, Evan. Even if Aaron Donald was healthy, yes, he's disruptive, but. This whole Rams bandwagon, I've been reading all week, and I go and people are picking the game, right? And then they go down to, like, okay, advantage running back, advantage wide receiver. Can you believe this, Evan? Everybody I'm reading, advantage coaching. They're giving the advantage to LaFleur. Was LaFleur not a protege of McVay? McVay's well, not getting the advantage in this game. LaFleur is. Yeah. And I will do this. I'll go on record on your show. I put a I put a big post on LinkedIn if Matt LaFleur was the right hire. I was not a Matt LaFleur fan. And two years, 13-3 and three regular season, great. He's got Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers bought into him. I was not a Matt LaFleur fan. All of the analysts are giving LaFleur the credit, the advantage to coaching, which I think is amazing. I really do. Yeah, I think and I, I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from what Aaron Rodgers has done. Um, he's finally fully healthy after collarbone injury, knee injury, calf issue. He's fully healthy, but Matt LaFleur has convinced Rodgers to buy into a system that ultimately is based off the ground game. So there's the possibility that Rodgers' stats could suffer a little bit, but guess what? Statistically, he had one of his best seasons ever in completion percentage, touchdown passes. He was a little a little under in yards, yards per attempt. Because of his buying into the system and buying into let's use the the run game appropriately, let's use it properly, 
which wasn't done a lot with McCarthy. Um, but Jones, Williams, Dylan, which I think the Packers may decide to give the Rams a big dose of Dylan. So the Packers didn't use AJ Dylan a lot last week against the Bears. Or two, uh, yeah, two weeks. Yeah, anyways, against the Bears. Why? Because you have a big 330 some odd pound defensive nose tackle in that middle, stuffing everything down. Aaron Donald is a great player, but he's not a big goal, a huge, you know, guy. He's, I think, just a hair under 300 pounds. And I think you could probably better use Dylan against the Rams than you can against the Bears. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see some, uh, some Dylan this week. But I do think, though, there is a receiver – uh, a receiver needs to step up other than Devontae because you're going to have Ramsey shadowing Devontae all over the field. So other guys are going to get freed up. And my my guy who I think is going to get freed up is I think they're going to um, – the last time the Packers played the Rams, Akimenea St. Brown had a pretty solid game, and I think he does again. And like you, I think the Packers win. And the big thing is you knock the Rams down early, force them to come from behind, and they don't do that really well. But I think EQ ends up having a big day. I think he gets a touchdown, and I think we see a Packer win. Hey, Evan, can you imagine if Valdez Scantling Rodgers with about 54 touchdowns and about probably 300 more yards? <laughs> yeah, if he uh, would have caught more balls, yeah, definitely, if he didn't drop so many. So. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying. And the guy, the guy breaks our hearts, but then we jump up and down for joy, and we hurt our back because we're we're celebrating when he catches the long one. Yeah. So, well, if he could get MBS more consistent, is, I mean, he is what he is. You take the good with the bad. You know what he's not going to do well, and you know what he's going to do well. He's going to bust his ass down the field and blocking. He's going to be a guy who can stretch the. Uh, the defense over the top, but unfortunately, because he tends to be a body catcher, he's going to let some drop right through his hands and drop some. The thing is, though, the one thing I saw in Rodgers this year, though, Evan, is he didn't shy away from Valdez when he dropped one. And in years past, he would hold that against the receiver and wouldn't go back to him. So he keeps going back to him. So I think, honestly, you look at an old guy – that's bought into a system, and he's kind of put his pride aside and said, you know what, here we go. But, again, on this game, Evan, I, I would be really surprised if the Packers don't advance. I really would. I yeah, mean, I think we're both everything in points there. to the Pack. I think we're both in agreement there. Um, so just get get your thought, your predictions on the uh, the other matchup you got in the NFC. I think you said uh, Tampa advances already. So let's jump to the AFC. You got the Browns and uh, Kansas City. Do the Browns have another upset in them? No, nah, not against Kansas City. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, if you look at that game, it started off the way and and living in. Pittsburgh, I have a lot of Steeler fans that were, they were sending me a lot of texts like 11 and 0, we'll see you in the Super Bowl, we're so great, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's 11 games and you're not a great 11 and 0 team. You're really not. 
So I, I, I thought the Browns would give the Steelers a good game. I was just surprised that they jumped out in Big Ben throwing four interceptions. It's unfortunate, but you, it's hard to overcome 28 points. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers could have came over 20, overcame 28 points in that game, Evan. I don't think so either. Um, then the other game you have Buffalo and the Ravens. Who do you have advancing there? I, I actually think the Ravens are going to win. I like the Ravens. I like what Lamar Jackson is doing. I know he's not a a great passer like Josh Allen, but that running game, the the way that they designed it against Tennessee, and I know Tennessee's defense has been really bad this year, but Lamar Jackson has played great the last six weeks. Yeah, he definitely has. He's like he flipped the switch. And I, I just look at, Bill defense, yeah, Josh Allen, everybody's like, oh, we, we slept on Allen, we slept on Allen. You, you know what? That defense is not good, and the way that the Ravens play the game, if they win the time of possession, kind of like what the Bears did in Week 17, I was scared in that game, Evan, the Bears-Packers through three quarters. I really was. Even though they were only kicking field goals, the Bears were controlling the game with time of possession. And if the Ravens do that against the Bills and they keep Allen on the sideline, I think the Ravens win this. I think we see Ravens-Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think it's Ravens-Chiefs, and uh, it's very hard to beat a team three times in one year, in one season, and that's what the Saints are going to have to do against Tampa Bay. But I, I think the Saints end up getting the victory, so I think that's the one where we disagree on I I don't know. I just have, a, you know, Tampa Bay's played the Saints twice already, and both times they just got their butts handed to them. And that, yeah, it's tough to beat a team three times, but when you pretty much get your you-know-what handed to you uh, the two previous times, I have, I have a hard time picking you to win. So, so, so last week, the last couple of weeks, I talked about potential openings and then openings, uh, the, the, the top jobs that I see out there. Now with the Eagles job opening up, I just want to update that a little bit. No, it's not the top opening out there. I still think, if you know, from a, a perspective, I think Jacksonville is probably still the top opening with all this uh, salary cap money you have to play with. While the majority of the, the NFL teams are going to be over the cap uh, after the season's over, especially the teams like the Eagles and the Saints and unfortunately the Packers. Jacksonville has about 80, 70 to 80 million in free cap space to use. And then I put the Jets at number two for the fact that Aaron, uh, uh, Sam, uh, the quarterback there, you don't really know what you have yet in him. And now you have the number two, number two pick. And if you don't think he's your guy, you get the, whoever the, uh, the Jets, I mean, whoever the Jacksonville doesn't take between Lawrence and Fields, which it still should be Lawrence. And you have uh, a lot of money to spend as well. Um, for you, uh, Troy, look at the openings out there. You got Houston, you got Jacksonville, you got Atlanta, you got Detroit, you got the Jets, um, you got now the Eagles. Um, I know I'm forgetting a couple, um, but wh- wh- who would you say is probably the best job that's currently available? I actually like the Houston job, believe it or not. I mean, you got Deshaun Watson. And you look at quarterback play, and then well, you they got, got to the fix Eagles. that relationship first. 
Well, yeah, I mean, part of part of it is if you get a coach in there though, and and, and I'll, I'll say this, that's that's what I heard. Oh, Deshaun Watson is PO'd, PO'd, PO'd. Aaron Rodgers was PO'd, PO'd too against Mike McCarthy, and literally lost his lost McCarthy out of Green Bay. Literally, you get a coach in that will take Deshaun Watson and do things as long as the general manager's on board. Why can't it be a Rodgers Lafleur type? marriage in Houston. Yeah. Well, what really P.O.'d, I mean, interrupt you, what really P.O.'d Watson is the fact that he wants the enemy to be the head coach. I, I'm sure Watson's smart enough to understand if they actually interviewed the enemy and he wasn't the best man for the job, I think he would be okay with it. But he wanted the enemy uh, to get the job, and at the time, Houston wasn't even going to interview him. Now they are, but at the time when uh, – you know, they hire a GM who wasn't – they hire, they pay millions of dollars for a search firm, and they hire a guy that, uh, who wasn't even on the list of a search firm, and then they decide they're not going to interview BNM. So that's what really T.O. Watson. So now the question well, I'll say is, this. He has unless every you right hire BNM, because I don't know why you don't interview BNM, the, the guy. But on the flip side – I'll say this. I know the enemy's name has come up and come up and come up. Here's my thing, Evan. And people can like me or dislike me for saying this. You have Patrick Mahomes. You have Travis Kelsey. You drafted a running back in the first round. You signed Le'Veon Bell. You got Tra- you, you got Hill- Tyreek Hill on the outside. You got Sammy Watkins. You have an offense. That, and I'm not saying anybody could do it, but you are really blessed with having yeah. guys like this. And well, I will even go to where I've said this before. Everybody is like, oh, Matt LaFleur, 13-3, and 13-3. and three. What will you do when Aaron Rodgers is gone? I, I look at it, the enemy, okay, yeah, he's called plays. But I look at the way the Chiefs have started games this year, Evan. Can you go out and tell me that they have been smooth? And I, I brought this up earlier with the Packers. It's been so smooth in the first half. Second half when they come out of halftime, not so good. And I don't know if it's a comfort level, blah, blah, blah. But look at the Chiefs games. They struggled early in a lot of games. And isn't the offensive coordinator the guy that game plans with the offensive coach who you have Andy Reid who is considered an offensive guru? I am not sold on Eric Bieniemy. I know his name comes up, but it's because you won a Super Bowl and now you got Pat Mahomes and you're putting up these big numbers. But I look at the play of the, the Chiefs, and I'll even say this. I'll go on record right now on your show. If it's Packers-Chiefs and the Chiefs start out slow – and the Packers can be smooth, the Packers win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs have not played a complete game, in my mind, all year. So this Eric Bieniemy thing to me, you can throw it out there and say blah, 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 this. I'm not a fan of Eric Bieniemy as a head coach. Yeah, Here's my bottom well, line on that, Evan. And that's why I think you and I, I disagree there. I, I look at Bieniemy and I look at who's – speaking out on his behalf, Patrick Mahomes being one of them. And I I think he is ready 
And I think he's smart enough to surround himself with the right people and the coaching staff to put together an offense that's going to be efficient and a defense that's going to be efficient. There's just something about him that tells me, you know, he's going to be a good head coach. Now you look at some of the names that will be thrown around, Urban Meyer, he's not an NFL head coach. He's going to be a disaster. Um, he, he's going to be another, uh, what, Bobby Petrino, Nick Saban, who runs away back to the college game or, the, uh, uh, Meyer's case, the broadcast booth because things got too hot. I, I just I, I don't like that hire. And then you look at Detroit, they're talking about possibly hiring Marvin Lewis or they're talking about hiring – I see McDaniel's name thrown out. And it's like there's a reason why bad teams stay back. There's a reason why Jacksonville, Detroit, the Jets, they're always bad, and the Bears, because they make stupid decisions when they hire coaches and GMs. They don't – you know, for me with Houston, the enemy is the obvious perfect choice because you, you picture Watson running the offense that the Chiefs run – he's going to put up even more ridiculous numbers than he already does. To me, that match, that pairing is a no-brainer. But Houston, overthinking it, now they pissed off their quarterback, and now they have to try to convince him that, you know, we, you know we're good. But, yeah, now he's trying to get, to get traded. But bad teams stay bad for a reason, and it's because they, they overthink things, they try to be the smartest person in the room, and they make poor decisions. Matt Patricia in Detroit, Doug Marone in, in Jacksonville, Adam Gates, and I am I thank whoever I need to thank every day that the Packers hired Matt LaFleur and not Adam Gates because that was just a disaster out in New York. But bad teams stay bad for a reason. No, I agree with you. I, I do, and I, I look at it and just – Houston is making their franchise quarterback mad. The Packers made their franchise quarterback mad. and Well, Mike McCarthy made their franchise yeah. quarterback bad. So, I mean, the other job that's interesting out there, though, to Kevin is really Philadelphia. I'm not I'm, – I'm, I'm, not... so, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I just so want to give you a hard time. <laughs> uh, I've, call, I've called Kevin Evans before. So I look at the Philadelphia job, and I think that is an intriguing job because of the way the division is. Like, it doesn't take much to be back on top. And I was surprised that the the Eagles let Peterson go. My big thing there is, what are you going to do at quarterback? Are you going to throw the money at Wentz? You got Hurts. I mean, it's amazing because there are many teams that would love to have uh, Carson Wentz as a quarterback. What do you think there? The issue I have with the Eagles is the same issue that you have with uh, the the Falcons, for example, the Texans as well. They have no cap space. The Eagles are, I think, think $40 over the cap. The Falcons are about $40 over the cap. I think the Saints are nearly $80 over the cap. I know the Saints don't have an opium. I'm just throwing that out there. You know, with the projected salary cap, those are not good situations. To me, those aren't great situations to go into because you're going to have to uh, make uh, tough decisions with a lot of 
veteran guys like Houston is probably going to have to let J.J. Watt go. The Falcons have to figure out what to do with Matt Ryan and, uh, and Julio Jones. The Eagles have to figure out what to do, um, you know, with Carson Wentz and there's some guys on defense that get paid a lot of money. It, it's just going to be really difficult for a coach going into those situations. And with the, with, Tex, with the Texans case, they got very little draft picks, or at least the Eagles are good with draft picks. But that's why I point to Jacksonville and New York, because not only do you have a, a ton of draft choices, you are drafting early in the draft, and you're going to get the quarterback of your choice. And I don't know if Trevor Lawrence is a bona fide NFL starting quarterback, but he's better than everyone that Jacksonville had on their team. The Eagles have to figure out, is Carson Wentz their guy, or are they going to go with Hurts? And now it seems like Wentz's relationship with the Eagles is better now since they got rid of uh, Doug Peterson. But I don't know. I If you want to win right away, depending on what they do, yes, I think the, the Eagles are probably the better choice, or even the Falcons. But if I want to, like, try to build something, I would really consider uh, Jacksonville, New York. So you look at this, Evan, you, you brought it up. Lawrence is supposedly the number one overall pick. Justin Fields behind be. him. I mean, I, I'm going to say this. You, you look at the quarterback class. I'm not sold on any of the quarterbacks coming out this year as a guy that's going to be that bona fide guy that's going to be – Oh yeah, look at this guy. He's our savior. I just you you look at the value way up at that draft and it's like you screw up on and I think we mentioned this when we did our show. You screw up taking a quarterback in the top 10, you've set your franchise back. Yep, I'm not sold on yeah, I'm not sold on Lawrence. I'm not sold on Fields. Look what Fields did in the championship game. I know he's had whatever. He's only had two losses as an Ohio State starter. You play at Ohio State. You play at Ohio State with all that talent. I just, I look at the quarterback class this year, and people want to give rave reviews. I'm not sold on the rave reviews, but I, I do agree with you. You look at Jacksonville, you look at New York, and you look at the cap space and what they've done in the last two years to kind of put themselves in that position to be able to rebuild. And we've we've talked about this. You and I have when we did the Red Light Sports Network. Kevin and I have talked about it. If you're going to rebuild, break it down. Break it all the way down to the ground and build it back up. That's the way you rebuild. You don't get caught in between like, oh, yeah, we're having a little bit of success. Let's do this. Break it down. Rebuild from ground up. And I think both of those places, you just mentioned it. The cap space, you got to find the right quarterback in both of those cities. Sam Darnold, yeah, he's he's a serviceable guy, but he's not the guy. Now you get him away from Adam Gase, though, is what you got to look at. I think Adam yeah. Gase has really held him back the last uh, few years. I agree, and that's why I'm saying, do you, do you draft a quarterback that high if you're the Jets? When you have a serviceable quarterback, in my mind, 
not 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 a Hall of Famer, not an All-Pro guy, but Sam Darnold can be a serviceable quarterback. And do you want to go out and no. just forego the other talent in the draft and take another quarterback? Yeah, if I'm I don't if I'm the if I'm the Jets, I keep. Sam, well, depending on who they hire as their coach, I keep Donald, uh, Donald, uh, Sam Darnold and I build around him. I actually spend the time to build a team around him and put pieces around him because he, he, has, he has a great skill set. He has a big arm. He has some confidence about him, but he's never been put in position to succeed with Adam Gates. Did I lose you there quickly? No, I'm here. No, I'm here. I was just stopping to let you interject. So, but to me, no, I agree. I never had a fair chance with Adam Gase. So I'm going to go back. I didn't agree with the Adam Gase hiring. I I think Adam Gase is not a coach in the NFL, and nobody likes him. I mean, that's part of it. I mean, he could have been the Packers head coach. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh! You want to talk about me going off on on tirades? That would have been terrible. But, no, I agree with you. I mean, you just – and it goes back to what I was saying. You're picking so high in the draft. Do you want to take a quarterback that high and then just say, oh, there you go, Darnold? A lot of times, Evan, we've talked about this as the player needs to be in the right system. Yep. Darnold has not been in the right system. Get a coach. Get a running game. Defense, okay. Well, the defense, you know, they played hard for him last year, but then they everybody's getting shipped out. I mean, it's just a culture in New York. Get a coach yeah. in there that's going to coach. Jacksonville, you had some success two years ago, and you broke it down. Okay, well, again, you're at ground zero. It can't get any worse, right? So bring a coach in that's going to put his culture in, that's going to put his system in, and get the players around what you want to do. Sam Darnold, like I said, is he going to be a Joe Montana, Brett Favre, and Aaron? No, he's not. But you look at a lot of teams that can win a Super Bowl, you look at a Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, Evan. Build a team around the quarterback and his skill set. If the guy's not going to do this and not do that, you have to find somebody that can realize that and not try to put a square peg in a round hole. Take what you have, build around it, and be successful. I mean, the Jets, they played the last couple of weeks even for a coach that they knew was going to get fired. So it, nobody's ever going to question whether or not guys want to play. They just, they just need to figure out an identity. Yeah. I, I'm, and, I'm okay with Sam Darnold. I just don't think the Jets should – Use that second pick on a quarterback. No, I really I, I don't. Agree with that. I agree with that. They, they they shouldn't. But again, as I mentioned, you know Arizona, they draft a quarterback, and then a year later they draft another quarterback. Bad teams stay bad for a reason. And I know Arizona had a decent year this year, but bad teams stay bad for a reason, and it's usually incompetent decisions like. Now there's rumors that the Dolphins could take a quarterback. Well, why? You just t- took Tua, who you're not, you know, you drafted him top ten, top five. Oh, you don't want to get me started on that one, Evan. 
teams are just You do so... not want to get me started on that one. I did not think he was a top 10 pick. And then the Dolphins, everybody was on Tua, 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 Tua. He had some but, sparks, but he's, he's to me, some, not an NFL quarterback. He's had some sparks, but now you got to let him and give him the time to grow a little bit to see if he can develop into an NFL quarterback. Yeah, he still had some deficiencies coming out of Alabama, but you don't take a quarterback top 10 just to turn around and say, nope, he's not our guy. They grab somebody else, especially when you've shown the flashes that he has. You've got to give him a chance to see if he can develop into an NFL quarterback. You know, would I have taken him top 10? Probably not. But I also wouldn't have taken uh, Justin Herbert top 10 and look what Justin Herbert's done. So I just didn't think Herbert had the skill set to be an NFL quarterback coming out of Oregon. And I, I think that just shows you just how bad the Oregon coaching staff is at developing quarterbacks because he did not look like that in college at all. No. Well, and there's a team, there's a team that we didn't talk about, the Chargers job. That's actually oh, yeah. not a bad That's job if you're an offensive that's not a bad job if you're an offensive coach with Herbert, Allen. I mean, you have a, a pretty good nucleus on offense. Defensively, probably got to get a little bit better. But you got some good guys. Yeah, I just don't think – I I think Anthony Lynn – I mean, you look at it, I'm surprised it took this long for him to get rid of him. The Chargers are cursed, though. They, they're just cursed. I don't know who pissed who off, but every year – it looks like this is finally going to be the year for the Chargers, and then they get injury after injury after injury and bad luck after bad luck. I think what I think Lynn's first year, I want to say, because this was year three, I believe, or four. I think it was his first year. The first three games of the year, they lost because their kicker missed the field goal at the end. <laughs> so they just seem to be cursed. And now Derwin James got hurt this season. Their tight end got hurt in the offseason the year prior and missed the year. Bosa hasn't been able to stay healthy. It's like they just have the worst luck ever. So would I be interested in the job? Yes, but I'm bringing some sage with me, and I'm bringing a <laughs> priest, and I'm bringing a rabbi, and I'm bringing uh, I don't know what the leader of a Muslim church is off the top of my head, but I'm bringing one of them with me too to basically bless and get rid of all the whatever is uh, uh, cursed the organization because they just, they always seem to fall into bad luck every time. Yeah. And then, bad and luck. then old man rivers with cement, cement feet leaves and he's in the playoffs, even though he lost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they they got in there. I mean, he still played well. Well, one last question for you, because it is, we've gone surprising how, you know, we, how long we've gone. Uh, it's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, time flies, I guess. So Aaron Rodgers is going to be, uh, I guess, a guest host, celebrity host on uh, Jeopardy, and he won Jeopardy as well. So I'm gonna. It's a two-part question, actually. I know I said it was one-part question when we were talking before, but it's gonna be a two-part question. What game show, if any, would you host, and what game show would you like to be on? All right, this is it's too easy, Evan. I'm, I mean, I grew up. I grew up in Wisconsin. What do you do in the cold winter days when it's snow day? You watch game shows. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's it. So, I would love to host Family Feud. I love Family Feud. I watch. I watch Family Feud right now. Every every day, I watch an episode or two. 
So Family Feud, I would love to host. Love that okay. show. The show so that I'd love to be on. on. What was that? Oh, uh, so be a contestant on. I would love to be a contestant on the old show, the Whammy Show. The Whammy Show, but it has to be the old show. The new one, I'm not so big on the new one, but I watch it. But when I grew up, the old Whammy Show, when the old cardboard figures popped up, that, that was the show I watched. I'd love to be a contestant on the Whammy Show. So there you go. Host yep. Family Feud, play on Whammy Show. Yeah, I would say for me, both is Price is Right, because that's what I uh, I watched all the time, uh, being homesick from school or snow days or whatever. As long as I can have that little skinny microphone Bob Barker had. If I can have that, I'll definitely be a host. And then I would just love to be a contestant on The Price is Right. I'd love to play Pink, Plink, uh, Pinko or uh, the uh, – the game where you have the the yodeler guy who climbs up. Yeah, I was gonna say, you got, if you're gonna be on the prices right, you want to be, you want to play the mountain climbing game. Yeah, you got, you got to play that game. I actually made Kevin on our show actually sing that song one time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it came. Up, not- I made him sing the, I made him sing the yodel yodel. I don't even know how to do it, but he did. Yeah, he, he sung it. I always joke in the NFL and the, or football in general when the official, when the punk goes out of bounds and they're going up the sidelines, that if I was a public address guy, I would play that song while they're doing it. <laughs> that would be great. It would because so, it's almost exact. So it, it's definitely been fun. It's great talking sports with you once again. Uh, definitely got to do it more often. And uh, for the listeners, where can they, uh, they catch your, your stuff and where can they find you? Easiest thing is just just go to uh, our Twitter page at Youngster Old Man. Uh, that's where all the shows are. Like I said, I I do a number of things, but every, everything uh, will actually relate back to at Youngster Old Man on Twitter. Easiest thing to do: go there and they get get all the links for all the all the radio stations, and then uh, the Grueling Truth, uh, where we do our Go Big show because I know you got a Wisconsin audience. We do a Big Ten show. Uh, tonight we just started our basketball preview, which, yeah, I know it's uh, halfway through the season, but with the COVID things, it's it just never worked out. So we started our basketball preview uh, for the Big Ten, and uh, I wish I had more time to talk Big Ten basketball with you, Evan. But, you don't want to uh, talk Michigan-Wisconsin tonight. Trust me on that one. Yeah, I was listening to it before you and I got on, so it's not going to be good. But you know, um, They're down 40, last I saw. <laughs> <laughs> but at the at the end of the day, though, Evan, you can admit, though, that, I mean, I, I've heard it all, all actually the last two weeks, uh, people finally admitting that Big Ten basketball might be the best conference in America. I mean, it's, it's going to be 9-10 deep for the NCAA tournament, and it's just fun to have a Big Ten show. Uh, Kevin and I have been doing it for a number of years. It's on the grueling truth. But, again, you can find it. Just find us on Twitter at Youngster Old Man. All the links for all the shows are on uh, Twitter. And, uh, you know, like, like you said, it was great to catch up again. You want me to come back on? Just uh, shoot me a text. Yeah. So, uh, again, thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you for those that are listening. Find me on Twitter at Evan with Sports on Facebook, Talking Sports with Evan. And shoot me an email, talkingsportswithevan at gmail.com. If you have any questions or topics you want to discuss, shoot me an email. With that said, thank you so much for listening. I'll get back at you, hopefully talking about – and that is the championship edition of Talking Sports with Evan. Have a good one, everybody.